Before we get started today, you should know that this episode includes discussion of sexual assault and rape. Today on CityCast Denver. We've talked about Tay Anderson a few times on the show. Earlier this year, the Denver Public Schools board member was accused of several things, including 63 counts of sexual assault. All the most serious allegations came from one person, Mary Catherine Brooks Fleming, a DPS parent who claimed to be speaking on behalf of students. Her fervent testimony, along with prolific online activity working to implicate Director Anderson, was picked up by local and national media. Headlines trumpeted accusations against Tay. Editorials ran calling for his resignation. Very few voices in the media expressed skepticism of Brooks Fleming's claims, but a few did. And now that independent investigators found that all the most serious allegations were unsubstantiated, we wanted to talk to one of those people. Theo E.J. Wilson, columnist for the Colorado Sun, wrote a piece in August highlighting many of the concerns the investigators raised a month later. We wanted to know, what did he see that the rest of us missed? Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Theo Wilson, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. So in early August, you wrote a piece for the Colorado Sun uh, responding to Mary Catherine Brooks Fleming's testimony at the State House, mm-hmm. in which uh, she didn't name him, but she essentially accused Tay Anderson of sexually assaulting 62 students. What um, motivated you to write this piece for the Sun? I wrote the piece because Tay Anderson is an innocent man. That's the bottom line. In this system, we're innocent to proven guilty. There's been no proof of his guilt. So he's an innocent man. And I think that the biases in our culture, the background noise of the assumption of, you know, not only, you know, male brutality, which does need to be addressed, by the way, but specifically black male sexual deviant predators like that is the only thing that I could see propping up this bias against him. Because if we look at the evidence, it's just not there logistically her claims are not possible in the physical space-time universe we occupy period so that's why i had to actually write that piece hi my name is mary Catherine brooks fleming i'm a small business owner a mother to four children three of whom attend dps and i'm a survivor of the most violent rape imaginable and i'm hoping that what i tell you here today will compel you to do something because there's a sexual predator currently targeting DPS students. 62 in total have reported directly to me. And so you kind of touched on this just now, but watching this unfold, something that struck me as uh, a white woman was that watching another white woman accuse a black man of rape in a very public way and speaking on behalf of dozens of supposed people, none of whom came forward. What about her testimony stuck out to you? What stuck out to me specifically was the fervor, Mm. the passion in which she was able to stir up her own emotions, which then stirred up ours. All in all, 61 high school students and one recent graduate would turn to me for help. 62 victims, as young as 14. 61 were undocumented or dreamers. All were so afraid of this one man. They were all 
afraid of the same man, to be perfectly clear, that they could not whisper his name. All of them listed offenses from unwanted touching, which is a third degree felony in this state, to violent acts of rape that mirror my own. And I said to myself, if she's lying, I've never seen perjury like this. Like this is perjury. This is legally binding perjury. This was damning. This is consequential. What she said about Tay Anderson has redirected the course of this young man's life. And that just seems to me about the threat of passing this condition on to another generation of children. This bias, this be, be, because you have juxtaposed with each other two ways of making a victim. One is directly sexually assaulting somebody, right? And of course, with the background of rape culture, with how many men have been, you know, allowed because of their power, their privilege, or just plain old patriarchal society to slide with crimes that have devastated the lives of women. It's definitely coming into the forefront with the Me Too movement. And side by side to that, the history of white women accusing black men of crimes like this and the consequences it has on our community versus how they get to walk off scot-free, it's never lost on black people. And so... I am not somebody who's going to stand here and defend a damn rapist. I'm a survivor. You understand what I'm saying? My mother and them people in my family are survivors. You know, R. Kelly, go down in flames, sir. You know what I'm saying? Harvey Weinstein, go down in flames, sir. But what we're not going to do is allow an innocent person to fall because we're suddenly creating a long overdue justice for women. What, why do you think her testimony dominated the narrative the way that it did? Because of who picked up and ran with it. Mm. I can only look at it from my lens as who I am in this country, but it, I just got to call it an online lynch mob, man. Mm. When you look at who he made angry, you know, he ruffled a lot of feathers. And, you know, there was some calculation that, you know, that black folks do when we get into positions of power where sometimes we kind of like soften the narrative, you know what I'm saying? And kind of like, you know, be more accommodating. He didn't change. Yeah. Tay didn't switch it up at all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's what is interesting about Tay and the timing of his trouble. You know, when we were trying to change the name of Stapleton, because my organization, Shop Talk Live, um, helped the start the second wave of that push. The first wave was started by Mama Juju in Krumah back in the 90s, right? But my organization, Shop Talk Live, really helped kickstart the new push to change the name of Stapleton in 2019. I went to the final vote and testified and they listened to my commentary and politely was like, yeah, but nah, <laughs> we're going to keep the name as the name. Then the death of George Floyd sets the world on fire. Yes. Tay Anderson harnesses the fire, right? I mean, uh, imagine this, the world's on fire. This dude builds a net for it and and swings it around like David, right? And he, he he aims this flaming rock toward the Goliath at Stapleton and said, y'all got a week. Take this name down or we coming for y'all. Yeah. You got a week. And guess what? It hit. Yeah. It hit, right? Yeah, after, after, I mean, after decades of this argument. Right, right. And so I'm saying to myself, you know, the fact that Benjamin Stapleton was a Klansman wasn't enough. Right, 
But then we had to debate it. A neighborhood built in the 90s named after this guy. And I'm saying who kept it in place? Like, I, I often wonder, right? Like, who was, like, so vested in that name staying that name that they'd be deeply wounded if the name ever changed? And is that person prone to vengeance? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I would count those as among the enemies that Tay Anderson made. Yeah. And it's easy to paint conspiracy over this, right? Yeah. It's easy to say that this is like, okay, this is a coordinated effort. I don't have as much evidence for conspiracy, but what I do have is a picture of a bias that was waiting to find a face in the background of this, what we tried to make post-racial America. I know we ain't (laughs) post-racial now that Trump's been president, but um, this ability and the power to destroy a man's life, specifically a young black man's life, is still there. And I think you bring up a good point that I've thought about too, is that Tay is young. Um, He has a lot of work and time ahead of him. Um, And there was all of this coverage of leading up to this situation. And then once it was, the investigation was released, he was, he was uh, not, the most serious claims were unsubstantiated, were not true. But there was no, then, you know what I mean? I, I still felt like he didn't really get his fair shake. So what do you think we as bystanders can do to help correct this? I'm somebody, you know, who has somewhat of a platform, though I shut down my, my major social media platform, but I'm still an op-ed columnist with the Colorado Sun. Right. Uh, I've still got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, good reputation in the community. And I guess people were afraid to put their reputations on the line. Yeah. And I'm not. Tay has already lost too much. I can't sit here in silence. And I wonder, this bothers me. Mm. You know, there are other elected officials who are black, who I think could make more noise on this issue. There are other elected officials who have posed in pictures with Tay Anderson, who have, you, you know, when, when, when things were all good, when he was the hero who, you know, directed the energy from Black Lives Matter to knock the name Stapleton off of that neighborhood, they were all ready to pose with him in these pictures, right? Black elected officials, I need you to speak up on behalf of our brother. When I saw Tay Anderson on Brother Jeff, he said that this had pushed him to the brink of suicide. So if he had done that, I need whatever you would have said at Tay Anderson's wake to say when he can hear you in waking life. Because in him, as a black man in America, I can't see but a piece of myself, right? Yeah. By all means, if someone is guilty, pay the price. The only people are guilty here are the ones who committed character assassination in a digital lynch mob fashion, and they need to pay, period. What do you think the situation with Director Anderson says about Denver and its political atmosphere? (laughs) Denver is not as progressive as it thinks it is. And black folks here could have told you that for a long, long time. And and we have to understand that, like, what, black folks make up, what, 8% of the city? It's a very small, less than 10% number, right? Yes. 
so this to walk in black flesh in Denver is to be constantly aware of your otherness, right? And to achieve power in black flesh in Denver is to walk a tightrope. Tay didn't get the memo. Mm. And good. I'm glad he didn't. Like we need more, like, like, like Tay was fully on the path of being uncompromising. And that unconsciously scares folks who are vested in the power structure as is. So you kind of brought up this point in, um, in your piece, you talk about restorative justice. And then in this yeah. conversation, you've talked a lot about like pay, paybacks for Tay. Um, but I'm not seeing anything happen restorative justice like at all um, for Tay. Do you think that that's still a possibility? It certainly is. I don't see what DPS would have to lose hmm. by saying made a mistake. By telling all of those children who walked out. We appreciate your stance with victims. We stand with victims too. Tay Anderson doesn't have any victims. Mm. Save your passion for someone who does. Mm. Right? What, what, what would that cost them? The little face that you would lose. Saying, my bad, dude. I, I was lied to myself. Yeah. It's nothing compared to what he's already lost. And if you don't, these public statements are a matter of written record. The consequences can be legal and financial. So it's like, to me, it's like restorative justice or else. And I don't know who's going to implement that or else. I ain't no lawyer, right? But the case is more than there. Tay Anderson could be a multimillionaire before this is all done if people don't change their ways and their tone when they talk about him because all of that has legal ramifications. Yeah, and I don't see him going anywhere in terms of... Um like out of the public eye, just watching the way that he's handled this. Do you, I, I don't want to say like, can you please predict his future, but do you, what do you see for Tay Anderson in a future in Denver? There's a possibility that this dude could be an absolute legend. Let's be honest. Mm. The people who need to apologize have already, by throwing obstacles, given him every stepping stone he needs, Right. They were so scared of this dude. They created an entire lie citywide just to stop. That's legend. And the energy to me says that, you know, unfettered, he was definitely on path to probably be mayor of the city. And he was on the path of beginning early, but he's just a human being, yo. Yeah. And since... We are all human and prone to error. There is something big about coming to the table humbly like, yo, I messed up. This is one of your last opportunities to do that. So this is all I can do. I can't swoop out from the clouds and save nobody. I'm just a man. But like realistically, um, we can do a lot together if we do the right thing. And the window to do the right thing is running out. I want to make sure I'm on record of where I stood. Had he been guilty, I wouldn't be talking like this. The man is innocent. I will say it again. Tay Anderson is an innocent man. It's not that he's not guilty. It's that he's innocent. And I think that we need to start acting like it. Theo Wilson, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. 
As I like to say, Denver really only gets two seasons. It's summer, 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 winter. And nothing signals the end of summer like the race to see which ski resort can open first. As the Denver Post reports, competition generally heats up between Loveland, Keystone, and Arapahoe Basin, all ski areas that make their own snow. Temps have to get below freezing for the snow, real or fake, to stick around, and because of climate change, October is likely to see above average temperatures. But this also means you might not have to wear a winter coat over your Halloween costume, as every Colorado kid dreads. Hooray? That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Tell your mom to listen to this one. I bet she'd have something interesting to say about it. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. It's just such a weird Colorado story to me. I'm like, we can't decide if we're going to start making our fake snow now or in a couple weeks. <laughs>